Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. I just want to share with you a little bit about uh, something that I loved doing when I was growing up. Growing up, I used to love watching cartoons. I used to love watching cartoons, and I'm sure kids and adults alike these days, you can say the same, yes, who doesn't love watching cartoons? You know, especially, especially when we when we kids. There's a difference, though, uh, nowadays. Today, you look at animations, and um, we have just so much to choose from. There are channels especially dedicated for animation movies, and there's you know animation for for all ages and uh, kids and adults alike. We can uh, indulge in that, and you know, have a good laugh. When I grew up, though. Um, we had just a limited number of cartoons that we can watch where I grew up. And we were not spoiled for choices back then like we are now. And one that uh, I used to watch, and not by choice, uh, when I think about it now, it was just an absolute waste of time. But I had to, I had to watch it, uh, you know, it, that's what we, we had. And you would all know this, most of you would know this, and... The, the classic uh, from Looney Tunes, Roadrunner and Coyote. Roadrunner and Coyote. They, there was hardly any talks in this one. Uh, it was all about Coyote trying his luck to catch this bird who was incredibly fast. A couple of things that uh, comes to mind when we, when we remember this, uh, this cartoon from yesteryear. Uh, the two things that I can remember is that sound that uh, uh, Roadrunner makes uh, before it goes all supersonic. And it's beep, 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 and off uh, Roadrunner goes. And the other thing is, of course, the, the, um, the choice or the poor choice of Coyote's use of dynamite. The use of dynamite. You would think that he would learn from his mistakes. No matter how hard he tried, Coyote and dynamite just did not go well together. No matter how hard Coyote tried um, uh, to work with the dynamite, it always worked against him. It works against his advantage and he always ended up humiliating himself and, and blowing himself up. You see, Coyote's intention for the use, of dynam the use of dynamite, this powerful device, was so that he could harm Roadrunner. And no matter how hard he tried, no matter how hard Coyote tried to use this dynamite to blow up and, and, and trick Roadrunner and, and, and try to, uh, you know, catch him, it just didn't work. This morning, as we seek to broaden our understanding through the Word of God on this amazing topic, this, this theme that we are looking at at our church this month, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to talk to you a little, little on the dynamite. Not the one that Coyote uses to catch Roadrunner, but the one that the Bible talks about. The real dynamite power of God that comes to us through the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And what happens when, when this dynamite, what happens to the believer when this explosion happens in the life of the believer through what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the title of my message this morning is 
pass me the dynamite. Pass me the dynamite. I like how Jesus, he, when he speaks with his disciples about the promise from Father God regarding the Holy Spirit. And this is found uh, uh, close to the end of the, the book of Luke. It's found in all the Gospels. But when he rose from the dead, and, and the Bible tells us, and here's a little bit of a background from Luke chapter 24. He appears to his disciples. I mean, we have to feel for the disciples here right this moment when, when Jesus appears uh, to his disciples. These guys, his disciples, they have no idea what's happening. They have never experienced anything like this. And all of a sudden, the one that they were together with, the Lord Jesus, the one that they saw crucified, the one that they saw die and the one that they saw buried appeared to them. And he starts talking to them. He starts showing them his hands and his feet, his sides. He sits down with them and starts eating with them. And, and, and I'm picking up from towards the end of Luke 24, reading the amplified version here from verses 45 to 49. And it reads, Then when he opened their minds, it's talking about Jesus, when he opened their minds to help them understand the scriptures and said, And so it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance necessary for forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you, but you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Fully equipped with power from on high. One of the words that, and you may have heard this many times, that the word used power in scriptures is the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis. Out of this birth are words that we have today and we use today words like dynamic. Words like dynamo and dynamite. But here's the thing. The dynamite power that God is talking about in, in, this, in his word can be so many times misunderstood. And the misunderstanding is not on us. Uh, it's not on God. It's actually on us in the way that we, we uh, misinterpret uh, what God is talking about. It is our way of looking at it. And oftentimes we interpret God's word according to how the world operates. And that's when we make the mistake. When the word of God talks about the power of the Holy Spirit, people can, even, even Christians, we can misunderstand and misinterpret the term power. You see, the world's view when we define power, it could mean control. It could mean control over people. It could mean control over events or control over circumstance. When used in world's view, power could relate closely to words like independence and self-sufficiency. In other words, we don't need any help. We are all good on our own. Quite opposite to what the Bible talks about, about who the Holy Spirit is. He is our helper. 
The Bible, when describing the Holy Spirit, when Jesus instructs his disciples, when he says in, in, in the scripture that we read, guys, listen, listen carefully. He said, I am sending you my Father's promise and you will be clothed and fully equipped with the dunamis, the dynamite power, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God paints a different picture regarding this power. With this power comes an explosion. An explosion uh, that first of all, it, it, it breaks in us. It breaks every knowledge of worldly power and brings us to a place of totally and, and utterly dependence on God and His will for us in our life. And this is only through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we have to ask this question. The, ask, the, the question that we should be asking ourselves, and I wonder how many of us today we can say, God, I want you to pass me the dynamite. I want you to pass me the dynamite because there's a need to be an explosion that to, to, to take place by the power of the Holy Spirit in me that releases me into a deeper, more powerful relationship with you. A deeper relationship with God. I believe there is more in all of us that God can bring out from us today by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? I believe that all of us, there's something more that God can bring out of us today. Are you ready to say to God, God, pass me the dynamite. God, prepare me to receive the explosive power of the Holy Spirit. God, hand me the dynamite and blast off everything in my life that does not please you. That God, I want to completely be yours. None of me and all of you in me. One of the ways, and this is our first key, that I want to talk about this morning is that the, the, the preparation, the preparation that happens in us, and we find this in Scripture, the preparation for this explosion is prayer. Prayer is the preparation for this explosion. When, we, when the disciples took heed of Jesus' instruction, when the disciples took heed of Jesus' instruction to remain in the city of Jerusalem, he told them, uh, hey, listen, remain. They did remain. There was something else that the disciples, they did. And we find that in Scripture in Acts 1 verse 14. It says that they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the, and the brothers of Jesus, the scripture says. By now, the, the disciples, they were very confident of one thing. They were confident on what the Lord says. They were confident that what the Lord says and what the Lord promises, He fulfills. They Knew, knew this, that they, when, when Jesus promises something, He is going to fulfill that in our life. You see, He promised us the Holy Spirit. 
He promised us the, the, the dunamis, the promised Holy Spirit. And while they knew that they can rely on Jesus and depend on His promise, this urged them, this urged the disciples to, to, to get more desperate in prayer. It urged them to be more prayerful. What they didn't do was they didn't wait in idleness. Being idle, being there doing nothing. What they did was they got together. They were united in prayer. Jesus himself, during his ministry, during his time here on earth, had a very busy schedule of activities. We find this in the book of Mark when we start reading the gospel of Mark. From in, just in the first chapter, he starts by building and, and mentoring the leadership team, the disciples. He starts healing suffering people. He starts casting out demons, traveling from town to town, preaching from church to church. But in all this, he prioritized prayer. He too prayed. He himself prayed to prepare himself. The Gospel of Mark tells us this as we read the, the first chapter. Jesus' ministry explodes immediately in that chapter. But there's a verse in amongst all that. Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, Before daybreak, Jesus got up to an isolated place and prayed. It goes without saying that Christians should have a constant and consistent prayer life. We should have a constant and consistent prayer life. Why? Because we don't want to be caught being idle. The disciples didn't wait idly for the, the promise to be fulfilled. So shouldn't we. If Jesus prayed, the disciples prayed in preparation for the promise to be fulfilled, so should we pray to prepare for the explosion that steps us onto a next level of our relationship with God. You see, prayer allows you, it allows us to disconnect from the natural and connect to the supernatural. And that's where we want to be. Everyone who prays, everyone who prays regardless of your ability to pray in groups, whether you can pray with a number of people or you, you can't, whether your prayer life is between you and your God, your conversation, your one-on-one -on -one conversation with God, a real hearty Prayer will take the focus away from yourself and will put it on God. And that's where we want to be. That's the place to be. It's a great place to start any preparation. Far too many people seek elsewhere to prepare for big things in their life. Far too many people make many decisions in life without preparation through prayer. If today we are saying, God, pass me the dynamite. Pass me the dynamite for the explosion of this dunamis power, the power of the Holy Spirit to rock our world for your glory. The question we should be asking ourselves is, have we been preparing ourselves for the explosion through prayer? Have we been preparing ourselves through prayer? Because guess what? God is ready to hand each one of us the dynamite. Are we ready to receive him? Here's the next thing. A dynamite is used to break. 
dynamite is used to break. I was reading an article, uh, and, and in it, it said around 42 different minerals are used to make a phone, and 35 different minerals are used to make a television, even everyday products such as toothpaste and cosmetics and medicines. They all contain minerals, all of which must be mined. Now, some of these products... Uh, oh, you know, not the phone, not the TV, but the toothpaste. I know that, you know, it's essential for our life, doesn't it? Just imagine going without toothpaste for a couple of weeks or two days or even a day. It's not a good thing. So these things, they do matter. They do matter. We may not give much thought about this, but with the dynamite, the mines can be dug deeper and it can be dug uh, quicker. The dynamite breaks the hard surfaces of the ground so the miners can get to the good stuff. In the same way, when we say, God, pass me the dynamite, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit will break the hard surface. Yeah. Those thoughts that may be contrary to the ways of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit possesses a dynamite-like power that works within a believer to blast out anything that is unlike God. And this is actually not a bad thing. We all need that. I like what Dr. Michael Yusuf, an Egyptian-American pastor, he says, the Holy Spirit uses his power to break us so that he can remake us. The Holy Spirit uses his power to break us so that he may remake us. I want to take you to a passage of scripture in the book of Acts chapter 8. And this is a time when the church was expanding. People were hearing the gospel. They were repenting and, and believing and being born again followers of Jesus. And during that time, a sorcerer in Samaria called Simon was he came to faith in Jesus. He came to faith. He believed the gospel message and he was baptized and started following Philip, who was the one sharing the message at that time in that, in that town. And I'm picking up from verse 14 of Acts 8, and it reads, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these New believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when the apostle laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed. So that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. The Bible doesn't tell us further what happened to Simon. Peter did not indicate uh, that there was, uh, for Simon, there was uh, something, there was no hope for him. It doesn't tell us anything about what happened. 
to Simon. But it, it does say that if he repented, if he repented of his wickedness for you know, wanting to buy the power of the Holy Spirit for his personal gain, there would have been a chance for Simon. So we'll leave that thing aside. But what I wanted to show you from this scripture is what needed to break in Simon. What was it that needed to break in Simon the sorcerer? One of the things it was that his thought needed to break. The way he thought, he thought that he could control the Holy Spirit. We can't control. We can't put our thoughts and our ideas about him in the way that makes sense to us. We can't think like that about the Holy Spirit. We can't make him work in our lives the, the, the way that we think is best for us. Well, that's just not going to happen because he is God and we are not. The Word of God says that his ways, his thoughts are higher than our ways and our thoughts. We cannot think the way that the Holy Spirit thinks for us, for our life. We just can't control him for our gain. Rather, we must be available for him to use us. To experience the power of the Holy Spirit, we must acknowledge our utter helplessness and our complete dependence on God. A life that is totally and completely submitted to his will. The other thing that needed to break in Simon and his mistake was thinking that he would gain power and reputation through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not make us powerful people. Powerful in a way that the world defines power. Rather, he works in us and through us as vessels of his work in the world. He, break, he breaks through the, the hard surface to use the God-given deposits in us, his gifts in us for his glory. What's the hard surface that needs to break in us? What's the hard surface that needs to break in all of us? We may not like it, but the whole idea of self needs to break in us. The more we get self out of the way and yield our will to his, the more powerfully he is able to pour himself through us to others. The more powerfully he is able to transform our lives. The baptism of the Holy Spirit takes us into a far deeper relationship with God. If today we are saying, we're saying to God, God, pass me the dynamite. What we can do is we can prepare for a godly explosion of the power of the Holy Spirit through prayer. When we say, God, pass me the dynamite, we know that the explosion will break the hard surfaces. We are asking for things that are not of God to be blasted off of us. For Him to remold us to His liking for His work. And finally, this morning, we see an amazing result. First, it's the preparation through 
prayer when this explosion happens. Then there is the explosion of breaking of the heart surface in us, the, 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 the idea and the thought of self. And then there is this amazing result of this powerful explosion that takes place when we get handed the dynamite, the dunamis power of God, the Holy Spirit. And to see the result of this explosive power of the Holy Spirit, we only need to look around. We only need to look around. We are the results of what happened from the birth of Christ's church from the beginning at the day of Pentecost. And it's still ongoing till He returns. No one, no one has and will be able to suppress the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. The result of successful witnessing for Christ comes through Him, through His power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And as the Word commands, we will keep seeing greater results as we continue to be witnesses for Him. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live, to be witnesses of God's love. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live in a way that pleases God. The Holy Spirit empowers us to tackle the demands and the pressures of life. He empowers us to fight temptation. He is the only power, the only power that is sufficient to win any and all spiritual battles. And this morning, whether you have been a Christian for a long time or not, we all need to be at this position, at a position where we can all come to God and say, Father God, we come to you humbly and we are asking you today, hand me the dynamite. Hand me the dynamite. Pass me the dynamite. We need an explosion of the Holy Spirit to, to take place in our lives so that we can get to a better, a new, a greater relationship with you, Father God. And so that is our prayer. That is our prayer. That should be our preparation for each one of us as we prepare in, in prayer, as we ask God that God remove the, the thought of self and put the thought of God in our lives so that we can prioritize you in everything that we do. And God, through us, through our witnessing that you have commanded us, we may reach out to the lost world that is out there. Why don't we close our eyes this morning? This morning for us, the starting point is, of course, it's Jesus. The starting point is Jesus. So I'm just going to give an opportunity to anyone who is here and you're saying that, hey, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus for, for the Holy Spirit to come in my life. And I want this opportunity right now to start off a relationship with, with Father God. 
by believing, by repenting of my sin, by believing in what Jesus has done for me on the cross. And I want to give you this opportunity to start up your relationship with, with Jesus. If there is anyone here that, that you're saying that, hey, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. What I want you to do is put your hand up. I'll acknowledge that hand. And I'm going to come after the service and have a time of prayer with you. And we're going to talk a little bit. It's just an amazing time to start a, a wonderful journey in your life by accepting what Jesus has done. And we're going to talk about that. If there's anyone here who's saying that I want to start a relationship with Jesus, I want this explosive power of the Holy Spirit to, 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 uh, to come in my life, to renew me. Is there anyone? You can put your hand up now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See that hand. Thank you. You can put that hand down. Father, we thank you. God, we need an explosive, the explosive power of the Holy Spirit in each and every life here today. God, we are asking that you would pass the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will hand us the dynamite, Lord God, that there will be a renewing that takes place in each and every life here today, Father God. Father, refresh us with your Holy Spirit, we ask. That we may be great witnesses of you, Jesus. Go out into the world without fear. Step into the world so that we can, we can speak about you, Jesus. But the life that you have given us and the life that people may have in you. That there is no other way. Your word says that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And there is no other way that one can get to the Father except through you. Explode in us, Holy Spirit. Each one of us, each one of these, the members that are here, Father, explode in us in such a way that we will become greater witnesses for you in our workplaces, in the areas of our influence, Father God. We need your power, Holy Spirit, to be witnesses, Lord. Let there be a great explosion that takes place in each one of our hearts. Transform us, Lord God. If we are thinking that we are idle today, I know that God can come in your life in such a way that will step you to a new level into a new level so that you can bring glory and honor to His name through your life. Father, I ask this for each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.